Hey, what's up, beautiful Bailcast listeners? Welcome to another episode of Bailcast. As you can see, I'm Gio. And as you can see, that over there is Bart. And as you can still see, we're still in our own separate rooms. But not because we're in quarantine. Because we had a big-ass fight. No, it's because I'm out of quarantine now, but just to be extra, extra safe. So CDC says... To after your first negative test, wait 10 days and you can come out. But just to be extra, extra safe, we're like, you know what? We'll just start on a full round week with grandma. So yes. um, grandma still hasn't been able to come yet. So it is once again, the 5 a.m. podcasts. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited about that. Not really. Before it's always so, wakes up. <laughs> uh, it's always so like it's not. I guess everyone goes to this, right? But it's always like. Um, you wake up and at first you're like, what the fuck? Where am I? Oh shit. And then you're like, all right. Okay. I got to get up for whatever it is that you got to do with that school work or whatever. But then because it's winter, at least for a cold ass person like me, as soon as my little toe, like goes out of the blanket, I'm like, and then I get really cold and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to chill. Like just two minutes. I'm chill two minutes, you know, like in my warm bed. And then two, two minutes turns into like, 30 additional minutes of me laying in bed going like, I got to get out. I got to get out. That's like me too. You don't do that? No, no, even. No, oh, never. No, no, I know, but I'm a hot person, right? I'm a hot person, but when it's in the winter time and it feels so cold, I mean, warm in the blankets and you can feel how cold it is outside. It's actually really hard for me to get out of bed too. No, I've tested you. Cause I'm just like, how does he do this? No, no, no. And like, you don't know the internal battles that go on. Oh, I see. This, Cause this do you took, still get up? At the same time. No, this took years of training. So when I was a kid, I'd be the kid or my dad or my mom has to come and wake me up like 10 times. So I'm like, okay, come up. And my, mom, my dad would be like, at least sit up, okay? At least sit up. Don't lay there. Don't wait. Okay, I'm like, fine. So I sit up. And then I'm going, <laughs> like that. I go back to sleep. And my dad would come back. What are you doing? Because like, obviously, it feels so good, right? And you don't want to get out of bed because it's so warm and toasty. Oh, and when you, yeah. you get out, there's that abrupt shock. So I for sure still feel that until this day. It's just that I have years of training of um, fighting that. So if I know I have something to do, I just get out. I'm like, all right, I got it. I got it. But then it's definitely still way harder, although it doesn't seem like it on the outside, but on the inside, it's way harder than getting up during the summertime. Where yeah, because like, you're good. kind of hot and everything else is already kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're really good about that. I've always been that kid too. My mom actually left me a few times. You know what's the uh, toughest though? Have you ever got out of a sleeping bag when you're camping? Did you even hear that I was in the middle of a fucking sentence? Yes. I did. Okay, tell me about your stupid sleeping bag. I'm gonna go back in quarantine. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I know, stay in that goddamn room. Uh what about so wait what oh when you're camping sleeping bag outdoors it's really really cold i actually that's easier for me because i'm excited what? yeah because i'm excited but i'm excited to see my freezing outside this i know but it's but i think it's part of the whole experience you know what i mean like you're already not on a mattress so like at least in my mind i already start taking out all the comforts of the stuff that whole, keeps me from getting out of bed so for one mm. i'm in the comfort of my own home I know when, as soon as I wake up, I have the shower or I have like snacks in the kitchen, you know, like I know yeah. what I have access to, but if I'm camping, I don't have access to anything and it's all survival mode now, right? My version of survival mode, which obviously we glamp a lot of the time, but 
Um, it, I'm, I'm faster. I think the excitement of seeing everyone all fucked up and groggy in the morning and like their head all crooked, like their hair is all fucking bedhead crooked. Like that is way more exciting than staying asleep. Like I'm a FOMO type of person, you know, like I don't like to miss out on things. So camping is easy. Like I'll probably be the first person out. Like I get oh, excited. Dang. You act like you've never camped with me. No, it just feels, I, I guess it's so surprising based off your personality. What's you my know? personality like? No, it's you, like, like so no, you try like, to stay in that room. No, it's like, it's like uh, imagine like you, I know you love animals, right? You love animals so much to the point that any second you can go back to being vegetarian, right? And then you, you don't, you feel, you even feel guilty eating meat just because uh, you love animals so much. That's right. your personality. That's, that's your, those are your character traits, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, when I go camping, I love killing animals. I see a deer, I just go, Whoosh. I see a fucking raccoon, I just go, because you know, I just, you know me, I'm a FOMO kind of person. So if everyone's out hunting, I just grab a snake and I just go, Whoosh. you know, so it's like, it doesn't match your personality. That's why. Yeah. That's pretty extreme, huh? Yeah. Because that's how well, you okay. are. You're, you it have, does. A, you stay in bed for an extra hour and then oh, you go yeah. and you can't wait to come out when it's like, now it's like, negative 30 before below zero yeah there's freaking icebergs melting next to you would this change your perspective on it uh i'm a fucking metiche i'm a nosy person i know you're you're right yeah i'm a nosy person uh only with you though actually i i don't give a shit about anything else but only with (laughs) you i'm really nosy so because i'm so nosy maybe that that's probably why i want to wake up so early so I could see, like I said, like I want to see what everyone, like how fucked up everyone looks in the morning. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You always see a different side of a person when you go camping with them or when you go to the gym with them. I think that's when you see like the most dynamic side of people. Yeah. I like seeing, um, especially if you do like a little bit of CrossFit with someone. That's what is that do. more? Cause you know, like when you're just hitting uh, sets, my set, your set, my set, your set. It's, oh, there's a lot of resting. It's, it's it's tough, you know. It's tough, especially trying to like. Uh, it's not cardio tough though. Yeah, try, it's it, it's tough when you're trying to get to like failure, right? So yeah, it's tough. But then when you're doing like a circuit or like CrossFit, and you got like five, ten rounds of something, and it's twenty minutes of moving weights around, then you see who that person is. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, when you're lifting. Because when you're lifting weights, like there's still an essence of, essence of cool, you know, like you can still remain very composed because you're probably going to do like a rep of it, especially if you're trying to go heavy, like you don't go all balls to the wall, you know, and you could distract. Like if I'm tired, I could, can, I could start a conversation that I know is going to be at least two, three minutes long. Yeah, with CrossFit, for sure. You're right. Like that's when you start seeing people's like limbs and like. Like they start like flailing a little bit, like any element of cool, that's it. That's gone. And it's all survival mode. Yeah. And you know, so there's yeah, no talking. Like, so there's no way around it. Ah, oh, I miss, I miss doing cross, CrossFit, honestly. You like that more than working out real, like, like regular weights? Um, not more than, but I think at this point right now, maybe because we've been indoors a little bit more than usual. Um, like. And I also like, I also miss training with people. Uh, yeah. Like I miss it. Like when we used to train, it was always like at least three or four of us. So like, it was always cool. Like 
Um, it's easy to kind of slack off a little bit when it's just you by yourself. And you're like, at least me, I can only speak for myself, but like, if I'm trying to beat a time or a run or whatever, like I'll kind of take it easy on myself. And I'm like, no, no, it's okay. You know, you're tired, whatever. But then as soon as someone else is in the mix and they're killing it, you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to be the fucking, the fucking heavyweight, not heavyweight. What is it? Like dead weight here. Like I want to catch up. I want to keep up with my, with my team or whatever. Yeah. So I just miss that. I miss training in a group. Training in a group is super uh, fun. That's it is. Like, that's why I like martial arts so much. That part's super fun. Because it's almost like it's mandatory to be in a group. Like That's why you don't really see me shadow boxing on my own. Because it's not as fun. I see you shadow boxing on your own every day. Like yesterday you were shadow boxing on your own. That was, that's not considered shadow boxing. Shadow boxing is like me setting uh, aside some time, getting a warm up in before I even shadow box. I'm doing it for like 30 minutes straight, like a workout. Me moving around like I look like I'm fighting? No, that's not shadow boxing. Ah, uh, I, I see. Shadow boxing okay, is mean. like, yeah. Like me putting a broomstick on my back is not squatting. Me warming up for 15 minutes, taking pre-workout, putting on knee sleeves, I'm about to squat, you know? Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, fine. How do you shadow box in a group? Oh, no, no. train martial arts in a group. Oh, I see. So like for me, the community is a huge deal, too. That's what I'm saying. Like where... Um, if it wasn't a huge deal and I was like one of those solo athlete guys, it'd be so easy for me to shadow box for an hour every day. Cause most yeah. boxers, their work is like a lot of personal, personal work, you know? Yeah. But for me, I think what I love about the martial arts aspect is everyone dying at the same time. Yes, that's what, that's I, love what I like. Too. That's what I like about it. Yeah. I like it too. I like this all going into, into, into battle together. Yeah. Yeah, and it's cool. You uh, see everyone lining up against the wall, everyone putting on their gear, everyone warming up, everyone talking. Like that whole environment I love. It feels like, like, like practice. Yeah. I love that whole environment. Yeah. Do you miss that in weight training? Because you know how we always train in, like, in a big-ass group? And then Taika had to mess it all up. No, for sure. I, I miss that a lot in weight training too, where when we had like kind of like our official barbell powerlifting team. Yeah. I really enjoyed that where we all meet up and we train. Um, the only thing that's tough with that is those were like three, four hour days. Yeah. Remember we thought it's like, we always think we're so busy Yeah, yeah and then yeah. we look back and we're like fucking kids. We were not that busy. Yeah. Like those are like some, cause like, you know, sometimes, um, like everyone has a different warm up routine. Yeah. Some people come in, they're ready to rock and roll. Some people come, yeah. they got a foam roll for an hour. Some people come in and they, they immediately just start talking with other people. And then where everyone's already halfway done with the first workout. And then they're like, oh, shit, I need to catch up. They're barely so, putting on their knee sleeves. Yeah, yeah. So it's like everyone's different. But even, even then, it's still fun, you know, because everyone's yeah. Together. So that's what I liked about it. But I think because of that and powerlifting, like the stronger you get, your workouts just take longer. Yeah. You are know, a 200-, 300-pound squatter, like – you do bar, plate, plate quarter, you're at a working set, right? Like yeah. That's like three sets. But if you're a 500-pound squatter, 600-pound squatter, you're doing like plate, two plate, three plate, four plate, maybe four plate and a quarter. And like these days when I was getting really close to hitting 500, it would take me 45 minutes to warm up to my working set. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So I'm like... Um, yes and no. I mean, it sounds crazy on paper. Right. But like when you're doing it, it doesn't feel like it takes that long. Yeah. But for me, like I'm, I'm in the gym and then, you know, like I'm always on a time crunch, right? Like I get into the gym at six. I know I got to be out by eight. 
and it's seven o'clock and I haven't even hit my working set yet. And I haven't talked to anybody. But I'm just doing my work. Well, you're also recording your crazy videos. So maybe that's it too. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that's true. Trying to find the perfect angle and shit. That takes yeah. a minute. Yeah. But I do miss, yeah. it. I miss the, the whole team like working out. It's really fun. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I hella miss that shit. You know, um, like now it's like we're we're nearing the end of the year. Thank God. Like I love how I'm like like yes, 2020 is almost over because it just feels like 2020 is this fucking cursed year. So anything horrible or out of the ordinary that happens, like I'm no longer surprised. You know what I mean? I'm like, uh, it's expected. It's 2020. So the fact that we're in like December of 2020 and like right around the corner, I see 2021. I feel like. Like magically this, this evil spell of a year is going to like end. And then like 2021 is going to be this new, like, like free, bright, happy environment. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, in 2021, we're going to get back to that. You know, like one of the goals that I have for 2021, um, is just to have more time for myself. For yourself. And I mean, yes. So masturbation more time, time for myself. Huh? You want to masturbate some more? Um, I guess. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about masturbating. Oh, are you talking about time? I mean, that's that's self care. Because when I think about time for myself, I'm only thinking about jacking off. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. No, like just self care time. Like train more. Like get on that schedule. Like um, do more of my own like little creative projects. Like this year for sure has been more about uh you know building barbell more cleaning that up um and yeah just taika we've been on lockdown so it hasn't been a lot of like like um solo me time right now you know and i know that that's like this this privilege to have but i'm like yeah i want to strive for that you know because i feel like if you don't ever make a, an emphasis on anything when it comes to yourself at least this is how i operate i catch myself tending to other people or other things before I tend to myself more that like, I have to make it a point to be like, no, you're going to do this for your fucking self. So like, you know, that, what that's what I want to do. From doing things for yourself. You just feel guilty. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's so many other things um, that I prioritize where I'm like, Oh, I'll get to my stuff later. Like it's okay. Because I think I know once I have time for my own thing, then um, obviously I won't feel guilty that I have these other things that are lingering or that are like unfinished, you know, like, I just I feel guess, like, I it's guess not- I kind of, I kind of understand what you're talking about a little bit, but a little bit, I also don't. Cause for me, um, I feel like there's necessities, right? Yeah. Like necessities, like, like gas in the car. Like if you don't put gas in the car and you don't get an oil change, that, that car is not running. And so I feel myself as a, like a vehicle, right? Like a machine to get things done. So there are some necessities for me that I know I have to take care of myself for me yeah. to be a useful machine for other people. Yeah. That part. But then the other part that I do relate to you that I always put off, like for example, uh, I come home and it's trash day and I already see that the trash people have already come and then there's plastic trash cans that are just all empty and like all disheveled because you know, like when the p- trash people come, they don't put it back neat. And I look at it and I, I go, can, should I put those in or can I run inside and I know how excited Taika will be to see me? And I'm not that excited. I'm like, um, I'll put those away later. 
So that's why I always just end up going in first. And then sometimes I end up leaving the trash out for like an extra five days because every time I come home, I, I hit the same dilemma. Yeah. Uh, well, I think because my necessities are obviously different than yours, right? Um, but real quick, let me introduce our first sponsor. All right. So we know that the holidays are right around the corner. I think it's like less than 16, 17 days at this point. Yep. Um, and um, we're all looking for ways to stay connected. Like right now, I think California went to uh, full lockdown again. So just seeing your relatives or seeing the people that you love just becomes a little bit more difficult, especially because case in point us, you know, like you uh, caught Corona, you don't want to, you don't want to spread it to your parents, but like you want to spend time with them. So um, skylight frames is a photo frame that you can update instantly by uh, email from anywhere. So it makes uh, the connection still, still feel strong, still feel like, you know, you guys are still interacting. And this is something that I actually got from my mom, uh, I think when we went on the first lockdown. Um, so it's this really cool frame. It looks, it, it, it looks just like a, like a regular picture frame. Uh, I got her a white one. And uh, when I gave it to her, at first she was kind of like slightly afraid of it because she's not very um, technologically. Yeah, like she just, she gets overwhelmed when like there's too many buttons and there's too many options. So as soon as I gave it to her, she's like, oh, what's this? What do I do? Are you going to walk me through it? And I'm like, no, relax, mom. This thing's really, really cool. All I had to do was plug in the frame. And then I created a, a personalized email for her because the email is where you send the pictures that you want to automatically upload into this frame. And that's what I absolutely love about it. That all you do is um, you take whatever picture you want to share with the person that you love. You email it to them. And then boom. Within, I want to say seconds, the the picture automatically pops up and it's like on this rotation. So it's really cute because she'll just be like, hey, you just added a picture, didn't you? And I'm like, yep. So like it keeps her looking for things to like, like looking forward to, to seeing it like, oh, did Gio send me something today? So she always gets surprised or like, I like getting that text from her saying like, oh, that's a good picture. And I'm like, oh, surprise. So she really likes it. It's really user-friendly. Um, and it's just such a thoughtful gift, you know? Because, like, nowadays, who has any picture, like, printed pictures, you know? Like, I don't know. We're not about that anymore. Yeah. So definitely hit up Skylight Frames. It's such an awesome, heartwarming gift. And for everyone listening right now, you guys are going to get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code BAW, B-E-A-W. Yep. $10 off your first purchase of Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com and enter code Bill. Let me spell it out. S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code Bill. And we are back. Um, what I was saying was, yes, your necessities are different than mine. So I think for you, you, you have to train, right? Like you have to train because then it like puts you out of balance. But for me, I don't have to. I don't feel imbalanced when I don't. Uh, I see. And I, I guess I'm speaking specifically about training. Yeah. Because I still get like, I'm, I still do something, you know, whether that's playing with Taika or going on a walk or going on a bike ride or going to, on a hike. Like I'm still getting some form of, of, of physical resistance in, you yeah. know, it might not be as strenuous as it was once was when I was you know, actively powerlifting or doing, you know, wads or whatever. Um, but I'm still being active. 
but now like, uh, I do want to get back into some sort of strength sport though, for sure. Like I miss, I miss my meathead day, my meathead days for sure. I miss them. Do you feel like you'll want to do it back at barbell or just anywhere? Well, I don't know if that's possible anymore, right? We're moving. So, okay. No, like, unless just, we open. Cause even like down the street, there's like a CrossFit gym. And then I've been trying to, I know, but I'm talking about that. 2021. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're in December. You, so you know? probably joined like a CrossFit gym in Las Vegas or something. It's so wild to me that, I, that we're going to be <laughs> Vegas residents, but yeah, somewhere out there for sure. Like I do also want to get back into like, uh, like volleyball. Like I want to do all of that stuff, but the goal first is to, uh, just not remove myself from barbell because that just sounds like I'm going away because I'm not, but like have it be more, um, self-sustained, you know, like it's, like it's, it's pretty self. I don't even know how to explain it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. I think for people that okay. don't understand business, um, it's more like trying to get it where it's, um, you don't, you're not involved in the day to day. Right. And that way you can keep your mind in the management space. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Um, so just making sure that, you know, all the right teams and the right people, um, can carry things out. And then I just eat, like, I just have to occasionally check in with big picture ideas or whatever, or just to see where, where it is that we're going, you know, like set yeah. the goals for the year and then be like, you, 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 you guys got it. You guys got it. They carry it away. Maybe in like every quarter, every three months, every quarter I check in, give you the status report. Oh, we're right on track. Let's fucking let's go, you know, to kind yeah. of live a little bit more, more balanced life. Yeah. People are like a uh, McDonald's, uh connoisseurs like me then this example will work out it'd be like uh if the manager is stuck at the register like every minute of the hour cashing in the transactions then there's no manager thinking about is this the best place to put apple pie do the safe do the kids uh, play pen does it need more safety precautions um right. like should we have the tables facing here because the sun comes in and blasts people in the eyes so there's no yeah. one thinking on the management level, but yeah, like right now, bo both you and I are highly involved in the day to day. And the goal is to be able to get every, the whole team up and running so that they can take care of all the transactions. And then that way we can really start looking at what's the best way to maximize on the management level. Yeah. It's a wild to me that I own a business. Like sometimes I'm just like, like I revert back to the little geo that, wanted like that would have the aspiration to own a business and then that immediately getting shut down because I thought to own a business I have like this straggler hair that keeps okay there it is um like this the the baby geo was like oh I want a business and then when I thought about having a business I thought you had to have like a physical building yeah you know so I was like oh man I'll never be able to do that and then now I I own several businesses and I'm like, Oh shit, this is, it's nuts. Do you ever get those? Um, what's the thing that I think that would probably shock me as a kid the most? Well, but think about your lowest point. Like when you were getting kicked out of schools all the time, I think you, uh, I think you were, I, when you made that phone call to your mom, uh, when you got kicked out for the last and final time and you were like, mom, don't worry, I'm not coming back until I can, sh I can prove to you 
No. I think my whole life is a complete surprise to where I thought it was going to be. Oh, explain. Yeah. Like literally everything. I would never, if you asked me like when I was like Even 13, me? 13 to 15. No, no, no. For you, for sure. I already know. But like. Oh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> like That's you. But like 13, 15, I was like, I don't think there's a. Uh, I don't think I would ever thought I was going to own a gym. Although I love training, but like at owning, 13, you already like training or like 15. I did, but like, you know, when you think of gyms from that time, you're just, you're thinking about like Bally's or LA fitness, like, you know, like just juice bars and stuff. Like I would have never, ever thought I would own a gym. That's like number one. I don't even think when I was 15 that I would ever even be doing anything in the public eye because I never was chasing fame or anything. Like, you know, like Tim, he always talks about how ever since he was a kid, he knew he was going to be a star. Yeah. I never thought I was going to be in the public eye. I thought like famous people just were born in famous families or whatever. Or it's like that you're walking on the street and the agent is like, oh my God, I see it. Yeah. I see it already. Yeah. So I thought it was like that. And then I never thought that it would even be anything on um, like comedy related. Really? Yeah. Like I'm, I like, like growing, I mean, now that I'm older, I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm a pretty funny guy and I really enjoy just having a good time and like messing around. And I'm like beyond anything, all, all of my traits, I'm for sure comedian first, athlete second. And that's like, Yes, we all know that you're not a fitness guru. Oh my God. No, that's, that's like really who I am, but I would have never thought that, you know, like if I was 15 and someone's like, you're going to be Mr. Funny guy. I don't, I'm like, what really? So all of that is mind blowing. But what the things that I did know was going to happen was, um, I think for sure I knew I was going to marry a badass woman. And then, um, how did you know that for sure? Because I wasn't not going to marry a bad, not badass woman. Oh, okay. Like, like, well, I, hey, I don't mind. The type of lifestyle that I want. Yeah. And the type of lifestyle that I want, I want to be able to shoot with my woman. I want to be able to do um, like fighting sports with my woman. I want to be able to camp. I want to be able to like backpack across Europe. Like, I want to be able to. We've I, done none of those things together, by the way. I know, but I know I'm, I'm still waiting for the day. So maybe I didn't make a mistake. <laughs> but um, I, I, I knew I always wanted someone that could like be like second in command in my family. And so if, uh, if oh, the lady is too dainty or then she can't, she can't run, she can't be a part of this empire, you know? Gotcha. She can't be part of this kingdom, I should say. Uh, even as small uh-huh. as it is, as small as it is, like let's say I'm a warring uh like Native American tribe, like the Iroquois or something, I need like an Iroquois woman, you know? I can't be having no freaking Pueblo woman trying to make clay pots and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So... All right. That, that part, I that part I always knew. And I, I always knew that I was going to achieve... Um, I always knew I was going to be more successful than my parents. And I knew I was going to be more successful than what they wanted me to be too. That part I always knew too. Um, what did they want you to be? And, and, and yeah, what did they want you to be that you were like, nah, dog, it's bigger than that? Um, I think my parents, they, since they wanted me to be like a doctor, I think they wanted me to 
Um, Did you tell them that you didn't know that the vagina had more than one hole? Because if they knew that from the beginning, they'd be like, oh, my son's not going to be a doctor. No, they know that I know all the holes of the vagina. How many holes does a vagina have? Depends on what day it is. (laughs) Okay, good. Good answer. Yeah, um, yeah, I think my parents, since they, they wanted me to be like a doctor, have some sort of professional degree. I think like the, the the goal of like that Asian mindset is always six figures, you know? And then for some reason, um, I just knew the life that I wanted had to be like a, at least a minimum six figure life. So for me, I just knew no matter what, like if I can't get six figures in 40 hours a week, it's going to be 60, it's going to be 80, but I'm going to achieve, um, I'm going to surpass the level of success that my parents think I'm capable of. I just nice. knew. Yeah. I just knew that. Like my dream, I don't know if I ever told you, but my dream for, um, before like this whole comedy thing, my goal for getting double income was the whole reason why I joined um, the Marine Corps first was obviously I didn't do very good in school. Life. Yeah. And life up until that time. And so I got kicked out of like three, four, five schools. I, didn't, wasn't able to graduate high school. So I needed some sort of graduation ceremony. So I knew I needed to join the Marine Corps for discipline. But even the Marine Corps was just kind of like a placeholder. Like my goal was join the Marine Corps, get discipline, also get the GI Bill to help with school. Get into college after I was done with my first four years, uh, go to OCS, which is like officer candidate school, so that I can go to um, either they can pay for my medical school or I can go to the military medical school. And then after I do that, I'll be a doctor in the military for a few years. And then when you come out um, and you can have your own private practice, I was going to continue to serve in the reserves as a military doctor so that I can have double income. Like that was my goal. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. The whole part was so like, I knew I was end up going to be in the Navy or end up being in the army because there is no like medic or any like, medical professions in the Marine Corps because the Navy yeah. takes care of the, the Marine Corps. So I knew the Marine Corps was temporary and I knew I was going to end up going, becoming like an army officer or a Naval officer or something like that. And then that was like the whole plan. So I just knew that whatever my parents wanted me to do, I'm, like, I'm going to double that. That was like my goal. Wow. Wow. You're so structured already. And we're yeah. talking about like in your twenties. This was my plan when I was like, yeah, like 1819. Oh, wow. Yeah, this was I my had plan. no plan. Really? Yeah, I had no plan. I mean, so I, the reason why I say I have no plan is because there was already a plan written for me. Oh, you know, like a lot of us were like, like you already know the order of things of like, of like what life, um, like the safe, the, the secure life, right? So yeah. for me, it was like, like get married um, here, have a house here. Exactly. Exactly. Like after high school, you have to go to uni, right? Like you have to hit up a university. You're there for, you know, your four years. Once you're there for the four years, you get your degree. And now you enter the workforce. You work at this job, you save, you work up the, you know, the corporate ladder. And then, uh, you know, you, you hit 25 and now you want to, or like, 28 or whatever and now it's time to get married and then you get married and then you 
buy the house. And then once you have the house, now you have the kids and that's kind of it, you know? And like, that was my plan. So, um, that's why I just didn't have a plan. Like, I don't know. I, I never thought that I was going to obviously be an entertainer like ever. Um, I was definitely, uh, like, it's funny that I never thought I'd be an entertainer, but like growing up, I was always entertaining. Entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I was always in dance or I was, um, in choir or I like, I always was on a stage of some sort, like for the longest, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I never thought of it as like a reality because it's not stable. So it's not something that your parents emphasize or want to focus on. So like for me, I, I just, my life was already figured out for me. So I'm like, okay, well, I just have to go through the motions. So like the fact that you were like, I'm going to be better than what my parents want. Um, that's, I think that's really cool. Cause I, I was just like, I never thought of being better than what my parents wanted me to be. I just wanted things, you know, like I wanted material things growing up and I'm like, that we couldn't afford that. I'm like, I want to get that without, without stress. Mm. So those were like my markers of success. I think, yes, I guess I have to thank my parents for um, the ability to plan like that then. Because um, I think my parents always taught me like, whatever you want to do, find out what the best is first. Oh, find out what the best is and then see the whole journey and trajectory and then, then see which ones fit you and fit like your circumstances and how life is unfolding. So I think like ever since I was a kid, for some reason, I always like um, gravitated towards the military and thinking about like military school and stuff like that. And so the best military school in the nation is West Point, you know? So like, okay, cool. That's the pinnacle. What do I have to do to get there? And then you have to get your, your state senator to write a letter of recommendation for you. And I'm like, nah, that ain't happening. So that's already like out the window, you know? And then that helped me think about, oh, cool. What are some of the other military academies? Because people, people don't even know that. Then yeah, that's great. Like, like uh, Virginia Military Institute. I started thinking about the New Mexico Military Institute. And then there's like the Citadel. So there's like all these other military institutions that people don't even know about. But I think because of that, like uh, that thought process, it always was able to help me go, okay, so if this is what I want to do, what's the best way of doing it? And then what are the other ways, like plan A, B, C, D, in case the best way is out of reach? That's such a cool thing. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you shared that. Um, but let me stop you real quick. I want to introduce our next sponsor. All right. So I get to talk about one of my favorites again, Best Fiends. I play this game all the time because the graphics are just the cutest. Um, it's, a, it's a phone game. And what I love about it is it's super happy. So basically the storyline here is you have your bug buddies, right? Like you have a mosquito, you have a bee, you have a ladybug, like you have these like, and they look badass. Like they look like they're ready to wreck some shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Um, and what they're doing, their duty is to protect this garden. And this garden is beautiful. Like it has like the most perfect flowers in it, but they're protecting it from these yucky, fat, disgusting, like, like evil looking slugs that all they want to do is just eat your garden all day. And you're just like, what the hell, man? So like you go on these journeys and these journeys consist of like, like some, some of them will be forest themes or then you'll go to like glacier themes or you go to mountain themes or jungle themes. And it's like, it's constantly changing. 
And I just love it because, you know, all I'm doing all day is, is kind of problem solving when I'm like, I don't know, I just want to unplug and I don't want to think about stuff and I just want to relax and I just want me time. So best fiends always fills that void because it's just, it's, it's the me time. It's the happy graphics. It's, you know, my mind's still stimulated, but not to the point where I can't sleep anymore because I'm like scratching my head so hard because I can't solve this problem. It's just so relaxing and so soothing. Babe, you see me play it all the time. I'm laying in bed and I'm like, no, let me unwind. And what am I doing? I'm usually playing Best Fiends. So uh, this is a game that's literally for the entire family. Like Taika loves watching me play it. He's still too little to play it by himself, but I mean, I started showing him like, no, you, you connect the dots here and like, look, touch these, which ones are the same. So he doesn't necessarily pass the levels, but it's like also cool to like teach him, like, you know, look at these patterns, check out this pattern formation or look, you're going to win this way. And he really enjoys it. What color is that? Exactly. Or like, where's the flower or like, what type of flower is this? You know? So it's really, really cool. Even someone like my mom who isn't the most tech savvy, like she likes playing it, you know? So if you want something fun to do uh, that's going to relax you, that you don't need Wi-Fi for, and you don't need to pay out of pocket for, definitely check out Best Fiends. You can download the game for free uh, on Apple App Store or Google Play. Again, that's uh, Friends Without the R. So Best Fiends. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. And we're back. Um, Yeah, we were talking about how... You know, you have the mindset of planning because your parents were saying, like, always look at the best. Yeah. I think that's really awesome. Like, um, and were they saying that specifically for, like, your career? Like, like, like planning your life? Or was it just in anything? Um, I think it's mainly just your career. But, and life a little bit. But from that, you can apply it to life. Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes a, I think it takes a level of maturity to know that you're applying it to life. But I think when they were giving it to you, it was more for career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, you like cars. Make sure you look at Ferrari. And if you can't get that, then you get a Mercedes or something. It wasn't like that. It was more like more about what your goals are, what you want to do. And then those are the things that they would like talk to me about. Yeah. And then and then I think that's why even I joined the, the Marine Corps too, because at that time I didn't understand like all the other crazy jobs that you can get in all the military services. So like when you're just going to the recruiting office and you don't know jack shit about the military, you just go, oh, Marines are the best. So I'm like, okay, cool. If I can join the best right off the bat, why don't I do that? You know? And then later Who on- Who told you, you Marines out. were the best? That was just like the word on the street. Like everyone knew that. Oh, I and see. I, and I think that's just the common thing that if you talk to normal people that don't, much, that don't know much about the military- and don't know that there's like seals and all like green berets and all these other crazy ass mofos. Um, you just think in big, broad strokes, you're like, Oh, Marines are the best. They're the toughest. Yeah. I always thought, I always thought army was the more popular one. Cause I just knew army, you know, it's the popular like, one is the most yeah, popular. So I, that's why sure. I just thought it was the best, but they're know? not, the, everyone they're, enjoyed not the, the army. they're not the few and the proud. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> it's it's the, the the be the best you can be you know you try to be the best but you know yeah but you know no, you i think can. that's great like uh i'm not one to ever look at my life and have regret you know like i'm not one to ever be like oh man like i wish my parents did this or oh man i wish i did that differently like it's really hard for me to think that way because i'm such an optimistic person that 
so for example, going like how your parents already knew about the university system, they knew um like what the top schools were, they kind of prepped you, you know, they kind of like they prepped you to to know what the best is, they prepped you to look for the best. For me, I didn't have that. Like I had zero guidance. Like the only guidance I had uh, and not to say this in a bad way at all, but like the only guidance I had was you better do good in school. You better get good grades. You better go to university and then you get a job. Like that was my guidance, you know? And like, luckily I had my older sister, um, who didn't necessarily guide me because there was such an age gap. Like she's 15 years older than me. So just based on her actions, I learned because she, like when I was, growing up and you know like I when I started going to junior high when I was a little bit more coherent in terms of like oh shit like I'm slowly becoming an adult um she was already at a university already getting her master's so I just saw that as like oh okay that's the norm you know she didn't necessarily sit down or like my parents didn't sit down and talk me through like these are the things you want to prep for this is what you want to look for these are the things you're trying to strive for you know yeah so like I could sit here and easily be like, oh man, like if I just had that guidance, like maybe I would have been in a different spot or I would have been better or I would be, I, I'd be making more money or whatever, you know? The guidance is so important. My, um, my uncle, you know, my uncle, that's a dentist. Yeah. So like in Taiwan or in a lot of Asian countries, it's fucking difficult to become, uh, to get a professional degree like that. Cause unlike this American school system, like, the the funny word on the street or euphemism that most Asians call America is they call America the land of fifth chances. Why fifth? Because you can fuck up over and 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 even go in jail and come out and then be successful. So that's so like that's the euphemism and they almost like they almost laugh at America because in America you can fuck up so hard and you can become successful still, right? But in, I love it. But in Taiwan, it's like this. If you don't get like a 4.0 and you don't ace your like first to like fourth grade exam, then you're already not going to go to the best elementary school. If you don't go to the best elementary school, chances are you're not going to ace your fifth or sixth grade exam. You're not going to go to the best middle school. And if you don't go to the best middle school, you're not going to go to the best high school. And if you don't ace those, then you're not going to get into the best college. If you don't get into the best college, there's no way you're going to become a doctor, a lawyer, or any of that stuff. Which is why during exam week, you have like eight-year-olds committing suicide. Because the minute they Oh get my the, God. Yeah, because the minute you get your exam and it's not what you want, and you can already see, like as a kid, you can see the trajectory of what you want and based on the test score, where you're going. So that's how much pressure like these um, Asian countries have. And so for my uncle, one of the reasons why he was saying that, like, man, he wished he had a little bit more guidance because he every since he's like the first generation doctor, like um, every single piece he had to earn on his own. So he didn't he wasn't able to go to the best school in the country, but he went to the best school in uh, like the city. And that was at least top 10 in the country. So he was still able to become a dentist. But even to become a dentist, he had to he had to take that college exam five times because the first time was like, oh, you can be a nurse because it was only this high. And the second time it was like, oh, you could be like a 
you could be a lung doctor or something. Oh, you get to be a veterinarian. Okay, you get to be x-ray technician. So it was like getting closer and closer. So my, my uncle had to, he was like, no, that, I, I got to be able to do more. I got to get closer to the human body. That's what I really want to do. And it took him five tries. But what he was saying was all his other classmates that have older brothers and sisters that have done it are so much easier. They can pass notes down. They can talk them how they study. But since he had to figure it out on his own, that's why he's actually really proud of himself. He's yeah. like, for a first-time person with both of my parents not college-educated, I don't have a brother and sister. I still got into the best school of the city. Like, I'm really, really proud of myself. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm getting at, you know? Um, where I don't look at what I've, you know, the life I lived and then go, damn, man, I wish I had more guidance. If anything, I'm, I'm obviously proud of myself because I'm like, oh, shit. Like, how did I end up here? You know, sometimes yeah. I like, there was this vlog that recently went up on our channel where, uh, and I, uh, cause, cause people were tagging me in it. Like they were taking screen grabs and then tagging me. And I thought it was really, really beautiful. But like I was vlogging out in our backyard. And, um, and I was like, wow, I can't believe this is my house. You know, like I don't have this like lavish fucking like MTV cribs style of like huge ass mansion, you know, but like, it's not like we have, we have more than what we need, you know? And the fact that like, I have two extra rooms that are empty to, to serve as, to serve like whenever we have guests over, like that for me is mind blowing. You know, the fact that I have a pantry full of, all these snacks and shit where I'm like, man, if it goes to, if it, if it gets expired, blah, but I have it there for like Taika or for you or for me or for like when people come over, like for me, like growing up, that was a waste, you know, to have that just sit there. But I was walking out in the backyard and I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm really fucking proud of myself. Like I, I can't believe that I'm like here today, you know? So it was like, it's like, it's like really, really cool. So I really relate to your uncle in terms of like how he's like really proud of himself. Um, but I really do appreciate like my upbringing because I'm like, damn, this is so tight. Like, yeah, unfortunately I didn't get the same guidance or information um, that I wish I did. Cause I would probably be in a completely different place, better or worse. Who knows? You know, who knows if it'd be uh, what the, 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 the outcome of that would be. Yeah. But I like who I am today, you know? And I, and, I, and I'm just like, Ooh, I'm so excited to like pass down whatever I've learned to Taika. And I can't wait for him to be like, shut up, mom. Ugh, guys, my mom's so fucking annoying. I bet that's what my parents feel about me. They probably taught me all these lessons and they probably watch this podcast. Oh, so now this motherfucker is finally saying, if you want to find a journey, find out what the pinnacle is and then plan your journey. I've been trying to tell them that for years. Yeah, they're watching it right now with subtitles. Yeah, I mean, that's even- They watch like, all your stuff. They do. I mean, that's probably even how they chose to come here, you know? Like, they started that, that, they started that whole movement. Like, my dad in communist China didn't like it. Probably was looking at some kind of map. What's the best country in the world, you know, at that time? And he was like, I'm going there. You yeah. Know? Like, if I have to leave my home country, I might as well choose the best one. Yeah. Because there's people that went to Vietnam, there's people that went to like Mongolia, there's people that stopped in Hong Kong or Taiwan, people that went to Canada. And I think at the time he was like, nope, if I'm going to leave, I might as well go to the best place. Damn, that's fucking ballsy, man. Yeah. Yeah, our parents are, are super badass for that, for sure. 
Um, Cause I look and we've talked about this before, but like, I look at just us kind of uprooting ourselves and then like leaving California just to our neighboring state in Nevada. And I'm like, wow, that's so big, you know? But then we think of like our parents, specifically your parents, because my parents just kind of like went over a border legally. Uh, but yours were like, y- your parents just fucking, it was a completely culture shock, completely like, like you said, escaping communist China. I'm like, holy fuck, that's ballsy, man. Yeah, because we think about moving to Texas, we're like, nah, too far. <laughs> I know too far. Uh, for them, they're like another country. If they need a babysitter, what do they do? You know, it's pretty crazy if you think about it. It is. It and a is. lot of minority parents have done that. Yes. Which is crazy. They have. Yeah. They have. They're badass, they man. They they need a they there need there needs to be like a minority parents holiday. You know. Yeah. Like what would you call it? Um, I don't know. Get out of my country day. <laughs> Wait, who's saying it though? I thought it was a celebration. Why it does is it get cel- out of my country? It is a celebration, but it's still got to be like the Americans that write it in. So they're probably fine. You want this holiday? Well, I'm going to call it get out of my country day. That's dumb. Because you know, like my dad knows how to cuss in every single language just because he worked at the casino. And it's a very international place. And he's been cussed at by every single race. This, it sounds like your dad doesn't know how to do his job right. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, you know, the casinos, it's not like, it's not the cream of the crop there, you know? I see. So if people lose money or, you know, like even when you, people, like when you play blackjack and you can tell people when people are playing with their life savings and it's a game of chance and they're blaming the dealer. That's true. You know, it's like, it's like yelling at the dealer, cussing them out. And so like, that's one of the tough things that a lot of minorities or not a, a lot of minority parents have to go through is coming into this country and facing racism from every single other race. Like my dad's been cussed at in Tagalog, in Korean, in Spanish, in white land language, by black people, anything, you name it. He knows how to say everything. <laughs> but he did that. To I want to hear him do it one put, time. To put food on the table. You know, that's crazy. That and is crazy. so many minority parents that have done the same, like, even like think about like the the Hispanics that work in the back of the kitchen, like uh, you know Asians are racist. Like imagine the type of shit they hear back there, to, like every single day. Yeah, you know, like Asians are racist, and they're not even trying to be racist; they just are. I mean, we all we I think it's just ignorance. Yeah, it really is just ignorance for for that example that you're talking about. I don't think they're trying to be racist. I think they're just ignorant. Yeah, like hey, amigo, come here, and it's like. Motherfucker, just call me by my first name, you know? Like, it's fucking Pablo. Just call me fucking Pablo. Don't call me amigo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our parents are fucking badass. Um, and, But no, I'm, I'm just grateful that, like, that, I don't know, we turned out the way that we did, that I turned out the way that I did without the guidance that I had. You know, so I'm just so excited to, like, see what Taika's going to do. Because I'm like, he's only going to be better than you and me. Like, isn't that sick? I hope so. True. That's a good point. Because <laughs> oh, if not, God. we fucked up. <laughs> Fuck. I know. Isn't that scary? Like, his outcome is heavily dependent on the job that we do as parents. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so daunting. But then, you know, the epiphany that I had the other day, that's what makes that. Yeah. That's what makes me think like, I don't know. You just gotta, it is what it is, you know? No, you gotta explain that to me, but wait, uh, before you do, let me introduce our sponsor. Shout outs to our sponsor, natural dog. You guys know how much we love dogs. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, Dogs are just like humans where they can have allergies, they can have rashes, they can have different things that irritate their skin. So if you really love your dogs, you got to figure out the best way to take care of them. And if you guys remember Fani, the reason why we call her Fungus Fani is she always had this irritation on her belly. And no matter what shampoo we tried, it would always over dry out her skin. And that's why we love the Natural Dog Company because natural dog products are made with all natural ingredients and are vet tested, vet approved, and vet recommended. They're plant-based and they're all natural ingredients. They soothe allergies, heal hot spots, and dry flaky patches of the skin and maintain healthy skin and fur. And that was something that was super helpful with Fani because if this didn't work, the next thing we have to do is take it to a doctor and get an expensive prescription. But good thing this thing works. And products made for almost all of your dog's needs, from supplements to skin to paw and grooming products, everything you need to keep your dog healthy and happy. And everything is made in small batches in the United States. Now, as a special, very limited time offer for our listeners, you get 20% off your order from Natural Dog Company. That's right, 20% off your entire order. Just go to Natural Dog Company slash bail. B-E-A-W, that's the code B-E-A-W. Go to Natural Dog Company dot com slash bell to take care of your puppy and we're back uh what were you saying that uh so i was just walking with taika right and i'm all, i always i'm always thinking about parenting what can i do to be a better parent what kind of stuff does taika need same yep and um and then it, i had an epiphany and i was like oh wait kids from broken homes become the celebrities of those from good homes explain so if you think about it, right, most celebrities, most idols, Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, um, Kevin Hart, like you name it, they did not come from like good upbringings. They came from either bad parents, broken home, or some sort of tough struggle. And they end up being the people that have the quote unquote, like good homes, they end up becoming celebritized by them, you know? So they, and they end up becoming like their idol. And then, so I'm like, damn, that's crazy. It's like, and then, so some may even claim that those people are more successful, right? So that makes me think like, man, you really just, you you just can't be the perfect parent because is the perfect parent to have a good home and then your and then your kids how the fuck did you just scratch your eyes like that oh what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck do that again i don't know what i did <laughs> yeah what the fuck i've never had that part of my eye be itchy i think it's my bangs i have to cut it get a haircut all right anyway i've never scratched my uh, eyes like that in my life but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i was like so is it better to have you know if you want your kids to be successful is it better to have um to be fucked up (laughs) or is it better to be nice and wholesome you know 
I don't think that has anything to do. I mean, it might, right? But I don't think that's the point. I think it's uh, not the point for sure. It's not the point, and it's not the goal. But isn't that an ironic thing? Well, I don't know how many celebrities you know. Like, I don't know how many backstories of the celebrities that you know um, that came from parents or like successful people that came from parents that nurtured whatever. I mean, I guess all of these had some sort of nurturing, right? Well, what I'm saying is obviously um, it's a general statement and obviously there's outliers and obviously there's no context, right? But I'm just talking about in generally speaking, isn't it ironic that that's the case? Like you look at all the greats that passed away before they're 25, right? Like Kurt Cobain, all those guys. Isn't it ironic that the, the, the children from broken homes become the celebrities of those from good homes? That's just what it's, what's crazy to me, you know? I see. Maybe I'm... Because as a parent, like I'm sure like Justin Bieber's dad is like, fuck, I wish I was way better to him when he was younger, right? His, yeah. mom, his mom might even say the same thing. Like, man, I, maybe I shouldn't have had Justin when I was so young because she was kind of like a teen mom or whatever, right? But now looking at it now, it's like, did she do everything perfectly? So Justin could be the Justin that he needed to be and shine a light on the world, you know? So I'm like, as parents, like, is there a way? Is there the right thing? Like is and do your do, does your effort justify the results? Like what is it? You know, yeah. It was just a super I think, deep ironic thought that I had. Yeah, that is super deep and super ironic. Uh, I definitely have those moments and those thoughts, but for me, before because I, I think thinking that deeply and that like focused and that micro is kind of um, what's the word? It's kind of like unnecessary for me because it doesn't at least for me it doesn't help me in how I'm gonna parent the only thing that I can go based off of is just what I wish I had the type of kid that I was and then the type of guidance that I received or didn't receive and then kind of just taking my own personal experiences with the things that like you know the wisdom that I've gained throughout you know my 37 years on this planet and then kind of looking at Taika and being like, well, I think this is a type of little person he's becoming, or this is just how he was born. And then trying to uh, like help him in that way. And I'm just like, fuck, I hope I don't traumatize you too much, dude. <laughs> it is what it is. Exactly. It is what it is. You just don't yeah, know. Where'd you get that from? Where'd you get that from? Because you, you keep quoting it. From my favorite spirit animal, Max Holloway. Yeah, he's a baddie. Who's Max yeah. Holloway? Uh, he's a UFC fighter, former featherweight champion. And I just love, I really love his approach on life. Because um, uh, one of the things that really struck with me is uh, after he lost um, a fight and he lost his title, and he was in the club after party and everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Max. You, you fought so hard. Oh, my God. And he goes, what? I didn't die. It's just a fight, guys. Come on, bro. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy's just so cool. He goes, he goes I still got my family. I still got my son. I'm going to go surfing tomorrow. He's like, come on. <laughs> His face is all fucked up. Yeah, he's like, I'm just a fight. Oh, he's like, it is what it is. He goes, why people think I died or something? 
And I just love that about him. You know, you just, all you can do is just put one foot in front of the other, have a smile. And that's literally like the key to life. That just goes to show you how talented he is though. Do you know what I mean? Really? Why? Yeah. Because like, if you have to really fight to, to earn that title and like you have to practice really fucking hard and like you're proving it to yourself and maybe other people, uh, that your champion status, like there's a different mindset, you know, you don't expect to hear such lax vocabulary come out of someone that's been a champion. Yeah. There's that champion mindset, you know, yeah. but he's just so chill about it. And so Hawaiian that like, it's ironic because usually like champions are like fucking you eat, sleep, drink, whatever it is that you're in. Like that's your, that's your world. And that's yeah. it. And you, you have like blinders on and you're just yeah. so fucking focused that that's why I think it's, it's so heartbreaking when you don't achieve you know, the, that trophy or that title or whatever, or the belt. You dedicate every second of your life. Exactly. You're just committed. Yeah. You know, so the fact that he was just like, Hey, it is what it is. It's like, what, who, who are you, dude? You're, you must be really fucking talented. Yeah. Yeah. But damn, can't wait to fuck Taika up. (laughs) I hope not. But I also feel like we, we are no matter what. Oh yeah. No matter what, you know? Every time I tell him no and I see his little heartbreak, I'm like, oh, that's probably a scar I just created, you know, or if like, you know, I have some shit I got to do and I can't really focus 100% on what he's trying to tell me. I'm, and, and I'm like, take not right now. Wait, give mommy five minutes. You know, I, I'm like, oh, fuck. I probably scarred him there. I like uh, when he gets I like when he gets mad. <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate that. I wasn't raised like that. And doing that shit was like. Some TV family shit. Yeah. yeah he's so cute, him. though. His wet-ass lips. <laughs> yeah. I wonder when those are going to go away. You know, juicy-ass little fucking nasty boy. Yeah. He feels a lot, though, which is pretty cute. I don't think I felt that much as a kid. Because he yeah. always goes, I'm sad. I'm like, oh, you're sad? When do you want to be sad? I want to be sad. I mean, it's okay. You could be sad then. You know, I'm okay. I'm sad. He just wants to feel it. Yeah. Or when I'm mad at him, he doesn't care if like I scolded him. He doesn't care that he's on timeout. He doesn't care if I take away the toy or whatever. Like he doesn't care about the discipline that I'm giving him. He cares more about my perception of him. Yeah. Which I'm just like, why that's cute like how do you understand this because he's like mommy are you mad at me mommy don't be mad at me are you mad please don't be mad and i'm like i'm gonna pretend because i have to put my foot down but oh inside i just want to hug you so bad and then i end up hugging him and then i explain to him what happened but yeah he feels a lot i don't know if i don't know if all kids are born this way you know and like maybe depending on like the amount of kids you already have prior to this child, you might not be able to tend to it and, and see it. But I wonder if all kids are like this. Yeah. <laughs> Cute ass kids. But anyway, this was a, this was a fun, a fun little conversation. Is there anything you want to, uh, you want to, you want to close it out with? Nope. Nice. I love it. The wisdom just keeps fucking spewing out of you. Yep. But it is no, what it is. I, I, Exactly. That's, I'm glad that that those are some wise words, man. 
Yeah. Like, I think just always looking forward and then just kind of like peeking over your shoulder to be like, oh, shit, I used to be there. I'm not there anymore. Taking your lessons, throwing away what didn't work, keeping what did work and just keep fucking going forward because it is what it is, you know, and just making the best out of your current situation, I think, is um, is all any of us can do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no matter where it is that you are in life right now, just all of that can change, good or bad. So I think you just kind of have to take in the moment. And again, just keep what works, throw away what doesn't, and just fucking keep chipping away at it. True. Now I'm saying? Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I also do want to say thank you to our sponsors. So thank you to our sponsor, Skylight Frame. Now as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code BEW, B-E-A-W, that's right. You're going to get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com and enter code BEW. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code BEW, B-E-A-W. And thank you to Best Fiends. Make sure to go and download Best Fiends free today at the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best fees. Also, thank you to Natural Dog. Now, as a special, very limited time offer for all of you guys listening right now, you guys are going to get 20% off your order from Natural Dog Company. That's right, 20% off your entire order. Just go to naturaldogcompany.com slash bail, again, B-E-A-W, to make sure you get your 20% off. Naturaldogcompany.com slash bail naturaldogcompany.com slash bail all right guys last but not least don't forget to go to barbellbrigade.com in one week we drop two more protein flavors on twelve sixteen. we have the chocolate peanut butter banana extremely delicious also just a standard milk chocolate for those of you guys that want to make smoothies at home you just need that base and we still have our orchata protein which is super bomb all three proteins have less than one gram of fat, less than one gram of carb. So make sure you go check that out, barbellbrigade.com and get your swole on. Make a baby. All right. Thank you guys so much for, uh, for listening and watching. See you guys next time. Bye.